1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
0: to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
2: Today in Barca Talk, FC Barcelona faced off with Levante at Camp Nou and had a hard time winning 1-0 against one of the teams fighting to avoid relegation in La Liga. Hello, friends from Barca Talk. We are back with you guys. And again, it's us, the team from the U.S., yeah, Alejandro Villegas, who's talking to you right now, along with Logan Steinle and Sergio Rodriguez. We have the full squad today to talk about the Barcelona win 1 0. Finally, Barcelona won again. I mean, it was two consecutive losses that had us thinking about everything that goes around our lives, and we were all sad. But how are you guys? We're back, and we're back with a win. How are you, Logan? How are you, Sergio?
1: What is up, Alejandro, man? We got one, baby. Logan, yes. we got one. Finally. <laughs> you know, hey, Gabriel was doubting us. You know, I told Gabriel in the morning, I got a good feeling about this. My spider sense is ticking. It's, it's, We're, we're getting one, and we got it.
2: Yeah, you're right. So Gabriel was like, Gu- guys, can you do this one, please? In, in Spain, it's going to be like too late after the game. And, oh, I mean, he's probably mad right now. We're, we're recording this right after the game. And it's still, the sun's still out here in the United States, and especially for Logan. Logan's like, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon still. Uh, How are you, Logan? It's, it's. I mean, we miss you, man, in the last yeah. couple episodes.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I've just been running around doing things, I guess. But no, I, I right now, I, it's the most sad I've been after, after, a, long, after a win. It's are you been, serious? It's, I've never been this sad after a win. I'll just be Mr. Negative today after this, I guess. But <laughs> I'm okay. I'll play that role. I'll play the villain. Yeah, Logan. that's
1: fine. I'm ready and to Logan, cut next. I'm just happy somebody else shot the ball other than Messi today. Jeez. Yeah, that's
0: true. Messi yeah, had all right, seven right. shots on target last game. So
2: okay, <laughs> okay. Let's hold off there. This is why I like I like doing these episodes right after the game because we have the actual feeling, right? You're like, oh, man, the game's just ended and I want to say so many things. But first, let's talk about Blaugrarn.com and what we can read over there. We have a very nice articles this week, especially one I, I was reading through it, I'm like, Kuman, <laughs> Kuman dismisses the, 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 I mean, the idea of bringing a psychologist. I'm like, I don't know if this team needs a psychologist. I think they just need to play better soccer. That's what they need. They need uh, play better defense. They need to be more effective uh, facing the the other goalie because we're creating so many chances and not scoring. But it's just so funny if, to me, like every time a team is going through a rough path, like. You start coming up with these theories like, okay, these guys need a psychologist. These guys need some mental help here to to try to solve this situation. How do you feel about this?
1: You know – in, in U.S. sports, having a sports psychologist is very common, you know, yeah. and, and you see a, a lot of these guys, say, for example, Coutinho, right? He's very right. technical, very talented, but there's something going on. You know, there's some mm-hmm. confidence issues. And I think, Alejandro, you spoke, it, you know, you touched on it before in other episodes that playing with Messi introduces mm-hmm. certain pressures, right. and some players can't handle that. And being able to talk to somebody confidentially with confidentiality that's mm-hmm. not the coach and can use that information against you, you, then it, it, it gives you a peace of mind it, it, it lets you express yourself And get it all out of your system Right, right So how do you
2: feel about it, Logan? You think, I mean, of course All these professional teams They all have psychologists It's not yeah. like I mean, they're 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 already available for the players Because they, they deal with so many things It's not just what goes on on the pitch You have to remember you have people From all over the place From different cultures Different ways of living life yeah. And you, you, you're you always going to face uh, hard moments, especially when you're moving into a, a city that you don't specially know, right? So, yeah. uh, but I don't know. It's just, to me, it's funny. Not that part. To me, it's funny that when you're losing, like, you start talking about this type of stuff mm-hmm. instead of just focusing on, on what's going on with the soccer side of things.
0: Yeah, 100%. I, I mean – uh, all these teams, uh, professional teams in the US. I'm not sure how it is in Europe for the most part because I'm just mm-hmm. not into that scale. They all have, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists on deck like that are standby with the team at any moment, you right. know, to help you out with your mental game because when you think about it, all these players that play professionally at the top level of these of these football leagues, they're all physically capable. All of them are physically capable. When you're able to touch the field at that level, you're just as capable as the next guy for the most part. I mean, there's outliers like Dembélé who can run, you know, 25 miles an hour. <laughs> But yeah. that means that 90% of your game is probably in the mental side of aspect of it. Decision makings, your thought process, your confidence, which all, you know, have an underlying effect on your play, which is really not, you, it's hard to calculate. So you need to be there mentally um, in that sense to play. So I think, yeah, there's just huge issues with pl- playing for Barcelona, a lot of pressure. So you mean you, you imagine what these guys feel if they're not playing well. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things okay. where I, I do believe, yeah, you need... I, I, I'm i surprised that they already haven't talked to a psychologist or psychiatrist before. Cause if I had, the, if I was able to obtain those kind of um, attain that kind of help, I'd do it in an instant.
2: Right. Right now I'm sure. I mean, the, they all do it in, in all teams, yeah. even, in, even if you're winning, sometimes you have to mm-hmm. handle uh, the way you win as well. Like, Hey, I'm winning so much when I lose, I just go down so hard that I, I, I'm not used to losing. Right. And I think Barca fans are kind of experiencing that, phase in the last couple of years, right? We were so used to winning everything, and now it's like we don't even know if we can beat Levante at home, and and we struggle. So it's been a a rough season uh, so far. Talking about pressure, Joan Laporta, one of the candidates, was talking about how in Barcelona you never have transition seasons. So you always have to be trying to win – and trying to get titles. So what do you guys think about what the candidate ex-president of uh, FC Barcelona was talking about?
1: Yeah, I was reading that on the Blagarnogram website and I was like, what is this guy talking about? You know, <laughs> everything is cyclical. You know, if yeah. if yeah, you would you would you would love to maintain a high level of excellence and win trophies. Every year, every season, it's impossible. It's not possible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we would like to continue the success of the triple. We would like to win a triplet every year. It's right. not possible. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you when you have a season like we're having, where we're underperforming and we're not hitting at those levels, and 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 the the Liga is probably unobtainable. Guess what? It, it, this is a transition year, right? Right. But is it a transition year to what? Is it a transition year to next season without Messi? Or is it a transition year t- with new players, right? With a younger squad, with a new coach, and, or it, obviously it's going to be a new president, a new regime. So I, w- I would classify this as, as a transition year,
2: right? Especially, I mean, of course, we still have Messi, but we all know that's, I mean, Messi's is not the same. So, and and even if he didn't leave yet, we know we are already facing that uh, transition when you're seeing new players. And we're facing, we're using a new system right now. We're not playing 4-3-3, right. we're playing 4-2-3-1. So that tells you a little bit of how things are changing a little bit in Barca. We're seeing young guys, Pedri, uh, I don't know, uh, Fatih's the first years. Conrad's uh, played a couple of games in the Champions League. We've seen young guys already taking more and more minutes, pushed a little bit in the Champions League as well, even though kuman doesn't like him. And we'll talk about him in, in a little bit. And so you're, you're, you're kind of seeing that transition, even though it, Barcelona is always uh, asked to be fighting for the title, right? So uh, before we go and we do a quick break and, and then go deep into the, the actual game against Levante, this situation with Ricky Pooch, right? I, I don't know if, if it's breaking news because it happened like two or three months ago, but it came out and it seemed like uh, Kuman said something to, to Pooch because... Allegedly, Pujó went to the press and, and talk about whatever he was not starting in the, the Joan Gamper, and all this and that. It, I mean, and these situations again. I'm, I'm coming back when you're losing, when you're when you're not having the best season, all these things start to come out, right? Like we you start you started looking for okay, this guy is talking to the press. Okay, that guy has a relationship with these journalists and and that news uh, came out of the the locker room because of him. Do you think? Or, or, or how do you see it? Like, do you think the, that Pooch is actually not playing because of this or because it's just it – he doesn't fit Kuman's system?
0: Oh, for me, Kuman I think he's a hard-headed old guy. Yes. Who's, you yeah. know, who has it out for everyone. It, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy to see that. You know, he's had problems with past players, especially with Joaquin and, and Valencia, I think. Mm-hmm. He, he seems to be, you know, the old-style hard-headed, hey, these guys are going to listen to me no matter what I say. This is how it works. I'm a club legend. You're going to – you know, you're going to play for me and that's how it works. So, I mean, it's easy to see that this guy is probably a little bit uh, self-conscious about himself or, for some reason <laughs> about Pooch talking or going to the media. I, I'm not even sure. I bet you Pooch didn't even do that. It was all probably a speculation call. But for me, just to see things come out like that and, you know, especially with this tying into, you know, past troubles for Komen and his teams and, 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 and you know. It's just it's really confusing and just something you don't want to see in a transition year. Obviously, the more negative news the be- the worse the team plays cuz that's just usually how it works, but yeah. yeah, just a little bit confusing to see uh stories come out like that 3 months later.
1: Right. It's it's interesting, you know, it these rumors just come out, you know. So there was the, the this rumor, right, with with Pooch and and being a little snitch and a rat. Uh, and then there was this whole buildup about hey, you know, the players want to switch to a four three three from a four two three one. And that took and that exploded on social media and people just coming out saying, Yeah, we should go back to the four three three because everybody's more comfortable with it that. And and you know, you have three players in the midfield and everybody in social media putting up their lineups and it's like, <laughs> dude, this is Coleman. He's not doing any of that. I know, I know. Gonna, we've seen it, he's gonna stick yeah. to the four. 231 right, right, and what's yeah. crazy the 4231 becomes the 424 four offensively yeah, yeah. and yeah. what's crazier it really becomes a 415 cuz DeJong is freaking in the box <laughs> yeah and Skants yeah. is like left alone yeah. and, and and the funniest thing this you know, these past couple of days, somebody called Busquets biscuits. If he plays like crap, he's biscuits. But when he's playing well,
2: he's Busquets. And I thought it was yeah. pretty good. You know, the, there were two uh, things that I knew were going to happen for sure. Kumo was going to play four-two-three-one, and Busquets was going to start this game. Those were the two things that I knew for sure uh, coming into this Levante game. But uh, we're going to do uh, a full review of this match. I know you guys want to talk about it. But after a, a quick break, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Manscaped. There are new friends here in the Blaugrana Podcast Network. I know you guys. Uh, I mean, we all have to deal with this uh, issue. We're all men here, so we've all been through this. You have to take care of yourself. You have to uh, look clean, uh, be ready for anything that comes up to you. And the best way to do it is go ahead and, and check the, the Manscaped uh, products. And all. That's that's a way of handling business. You have to take care of the, all the areas Said here, you know? Chicks, we, chicks we, dig it, bro. I know. They like it. They like to, when they go there, oh, it looks nice. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So go ahead and, and, and check that out. Our friends from Landscape, they sent us some product, and I taste I uh, tested them already. They're very good. They're very nice and enjoying it. And like they say, your balls will thank you. So go ahead and, and check it out. Use the promo code, by the way, promo code BTP, BTP2020, and you will get a 20% off your uh, purchase. So check that out, and thank you for being part of our team. We're going to go to a quick break here, and when we come back to Barca Talk, we're going to talk about the Barcelona-Levante game at Camp Nou. Okay, friends from Barca Talk, we are back with Logan Stanley and Sergio Rodriguez, and now it's time to dive into this uh, game. Barcelona won 1-0 against Levante in La Liga at Camp Nou. That was uh, our, what, 11th game of the season so far in La Liga. So it was uh, the fifth win for Barcelona, two ties and four losses. So Barcelona gets up to 17 points, and right now they are at the eighth place of La Liga. Let's go and check the the starting lineup it was, they're staking, of course, in the goal. We had four in the back, Dest, Araujo, Lenglet, and Alba were the four in the back, two in the middle, the young and Busquets. And like like Sergio said, four up front, right? You had Coutinho, Messi, Griezmann, and Braithwaite. They call it a four, uh, two, three, one. But we saw a lot of uh, Braithwaite actually coming back and going to the left side and, and actually recovering some balls and, and helping with defense so what do you think about this starting lineup did it surprise you Logan
0: oh not at all this is a classic uh Coleman lineup obviously with the mm-hmm. 4-2-3-1 and especially with the players involved I actually thought he was going to put in Pijanich at one point in the second half just because it's a very classic move by him but yeah. overall yeah pretty just you know vanilla lineup that he's had in one that literally hasn't worked for the last 20 games. So I'm not really sure why we just continue to do it. Uh, so it's, it's getting hard to watch at this point. You know, I grind through those, through those live streams and it's just so painful trying to act lively for the, for the viewers, but it's just, it's just garbage. Um <laughs> I want him out. I'll be honest with you, Logan. Geez. Yep. Yeah. You know, no, it's over for me. I don't care. I don't care if our last. I don't care what happened in the past for the last two guys. I'm done. <laughs> I, I, and I'm usually I'm the guy. I'm the usually the guy who you know who's and He's okay, and he likes to grind through things. Yeah. I'm not even. I'm done. I'm done. I'm. I'm quick. I'm quick shooter now. Quick shooter. Feel feel Logan, you. he's
2: a Barca legend, dude. I, dude, I can't do it anymore. I mean. I'm Okay, Sergio, he, he's a Barca legend, but as a player, as a coach, he's not going to be even close to be a Barcelona. legend. He
0: was awful at Valencia and Everton, and now he thinks he can do something here? Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Embarrassing. This is embarrassing. I think no. today you're going to be the positive one. So go ahead. I'm
1: done, <laughs> so, guys. L- Logan, he learned from the Juventus mistake that he had to put the Danish phenomenon in. Yeah. Okay. So Brathwaite and Brath, he's he's serving as the Giroud, right? In Chelsea yeah, right. and then the French national team. So Giroud is freaking useless. But he's a good <laughs> header and he could hold the ball. So that's what Brathwaite is doing, right? He's holding the ball, he's being at the tip of the spear and keeping the center backs busy and creating space behind him so so the mailman and the ballerina Griezmann could go there and, and do their thing, right? So so yeah, the lineup. I will, I'm glad to see Brathwaite in there because that that's his purpose there. We're brought lost one goal
0: versus Levante, though. At the same time, like you think about that, I, I think I, I get what you mean. I think that's more important, but I think our midfield is the problem. Like I think the double pivots. The, I still think that's the problem. But I like Brathwaite starting because he unlocks Griezmann. I just think it's our. It, I think Coutinho's awful. I think Coutinho. <laughs> Hallelujah. We agree, yes. But no, I agree. I agree. I like I like Braithwaite starting 100% because he unlocks Griezmann for me because Griezmann gets a little bit of mobility in the center field too. And link-up play, link-up-wise, Um, Braithwaite and Messi play way better than Griezmann and Messi together, I think yeah. too. Yeah. So, well, sorry to interrupt. I just yeah. wanted to let you know I agree with you. I just think the lineup, <laughs> in a sense, with the, 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 the double pivot and the players that are playing in that position. Yeah. All right, no, I have I, a lot to talk about today. I'm angry.
2: No, I know. That's good. That's why we but love we won, do- bro.
0: Yeah, I know. I just, it's just not, it's not up to par because, you know, I mean, we're going to get killed our next Champions League game if we play like yes. this. And, They're and today, 18th place. I know, I know.
2: And today we already know whoever Barcelona is playing. We'll be talking about it during the weekend. And you guys can go and check it out in our Patreon. So we'll, we'll have something special about that. But coming back to this game, and it's, it's funny because… You know what? I feel like every time we get together, it, it, it seems kind of similar. It's a similar conversation, right? Barcelona creates a lot of chances. They shot how many times today, yeah. how many saves H- Hector Fernandez had today. And we still feel like we don't play very well, right? Because there's something about the, the way the team plays that is just not, we're not grasping the the same thing as we used to do. Uh, with Barca fans, right? So it was a rough week for Barcelona. And I feel, I know why Logan is mad. I mean, we lost at Cadiz 2-1. Then we lost at Camp Noules, 0-3 against Juventus. And we should have not lost that game by three goals. So we lost the first place in the Champions League. And now this game against Levante, which I thought I thought we were going to end up tying the game. You know, <laughs> it looked like a 0-0 to me with the slow team, right? Every time we go we go with Busquets, the young Coutinho, and Messi... In the same squad, it seems like the team is just not as fast as it should be to try to beat these teams that are defending very well against Barcelona. So how do you feel about this?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's when you have those kind of players and the transition is slow, right? The defensive transition as yeah. well, and especially the offensive transition. When we go from our from recu- recovering the ball and moving up to the offense, it we're we're like a a snail right at a snail's pace, the defense has time to pull the blocks back and just wait there and wait for us and when then we're going to attack through the middle so that you know it's just it's time and time again right you know logan's frustrated about it he sees it a lot but in this game what I did see more is I saw more crosses, not from the wings, but a little bit outside the box. So we we had a lot, a lot of crosses. Mm-hmm. So that, that was one positive. But I think this is where you try to, you know, as, as Logan said – the the merits of the four two three one and the four three three what what is the theory behind it right what is one going to give you that the other one's not going to give you
2: right and if you're playing four three three or four through I mean every time we're attacking it seems like a four three three anyway because it's <clears throat> but we don't have like wings like natural wings we just have braithwaite going to a side and and maybe messi or griezmann going to the left side so Logan coming back to to the way Levante played at Camno, it felt like they were just comfortable at Camno. Every time Levante goes to to Camno, we know they're gonna suffer. But this time I feel like they didn't suffer that much. They even try to uh, play from the back with their defenders and they came with the ball uh, and touching the ball in the back. So I was like, there's no way Levante is doing this at Camp No today. So how did you feel about this?
0: So yeah, basically, I, I think the main problem is in in our lineup as well, obviously, we have a creativity issue and Levante played to that. They gave us a little bit more space to work and we still couldn't mm-hmm. even find a way to get on net. I think their deep block wasn't as menacing as Juventus or Cadiz. We just can't. It's just hard. Obviously, Messi's the outlier in his uh, creative playmaking because he's probably getting double teamed all the time. But it, it's basically think about it. We have Griezmann, Braithwaite, and Coutinho trying to attack a final third of, of around ten guys in the box. There's just no no quick link up play. There's no one beating anyone on the dribble. So Levante, Levante just played rather normal defense. It felt somewhat average defense compared mm-hmm. to what we have been saying playing. Uh, um, so, yeah, it didn't seem like a tough task for them. They even got a couple of great chances in the counter, too, which is just – that's what it's been all year, just getting beat by counters and letting teams sit back on us, and and they'd win 2-1, 2-0, however that worked. I don't know. It was a little bit frustrating to watch. It's been frustrating to watch. but
2: Yeah, and, and coming back to that, I forgot in, in the starting lineup, Lengler is again – I mean, he was again in the starting lineup, and I don't know why. he. I mean, he's not like – he hasn't been the best defender this year. You had I know Arahu is back, but you have Mingeza did a good job uh, before even even at the game with against Cadiz, that own goal or almost own goal was not I mean, of mm-hmm. course it was his fault, but it's not like it doesn't change the fact that he played very well in the other three games. So how do you feel about Linglet starting again? And he also missed a, a very clear chance today with nobody in the goal. Uh, said he so how do you feel should Lingley be the starting central defender whatever happens or how do you feel about this
1: yeah you know he's been he's been on a trend to make keep making mistakes right and stupid mistakes i wasn't surprised right he's a left-footed center back he you know it's it's either him or um titi right because he's left-footed right so you want a left-footed center back on the left side and i think that that's the reason uh what's interesting is that uh You know, they put in uh, uh, Samuel Untiti. uh, uh, They substituted him in at the end of the the game. At the end, yes. And they they went three defenders. They went to a three-man back line, and I was like, okay, so now he's trying to protect the lead. But usually what happens is you put in a defensive midfielder, Mm -hmm. To protect the back line and clog up the middle But we don't have a true defensive Midfielder right you know we, we Just don't have that resource a lot of Our problems are because we don't have the Correct players you know like you guys said We don't even have wingers you know uh, uh, they're all injured. We had Conrad, but he didn't put him in. We just don't have the correct players. We're playing with three tens. You know, then you put Pedri in, and he's another ten. You want Pucci in, he's another ten. Right. So we just don't have the width, the correct players to play in the width. We don't have the correct players to play in the double pivot. And then when our defense is acting stupid and making mistakes, then we're just killing ourselves.
2: Right. So you're saying you miss Arturo Vidal. That's what you're saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I miss I miss Rafa Marquez. I miss Van right. Mascherano no. would
2: be a great player to put there. Yeah, in day, right? that's
1: what we really miss. Right, right. So,
2: yeah, I agree with you. It's I mean, when you look at the bench, you didn't actually have a, a defender midfielder. So I guess that's why we just went with, uh, Umtiti, and, and, and we'll go about that in a little bit, but I wanted to talk about that, and, and also the Ter Stegen save, because that save was, I think that was the play of the game, actually, because Barcelona hasn't been able to come back in, not even in one game this season. Every time we start losing, we, even, we either tie or lose the games. so that early save in the minute uh, 12 was so good for the team, because we know how much we struggle every time we go back uh, we were back in the in the score. So uh, I'm glad it happened because I knew I, I mean we were gonna lose our tie this game if that didn't happen in my opinion. So uh, going to the next subject, I wanted to talk about the what Kuman was talking in, in the press conference before the game. He talked about how he felt comfortable with the system and he talked about how many chances Barcelona is creating and how many times the team is actually shooting the ball. Either on goal or close to the goal. So how do you feel, you feel? I mean, because I know it's frustrating. We're losing a lot of games. We, I mean, we only scored two goals in the last three games. One of them was an own goal. And I feel like between the three games, we shot at least 60 times, right? Do you guys have the, the same feeling? Like we shoot and shoot and shoot and we just don't score. What's going on there, Logan?
0: I think it's a, a bit of a mixture. I think uh, it's really hard to explain this. I feel is like... Is it
2: bad luck? Bad luck? Or like, just the first of all, doing who's doing our job?
0: shooting drills? Because if it's not right at the keeper, it's 40 yards above the the post. Or I'm sorry, the bar. So that, first of all, whoever's the the, the shooting coach there, figure it out on those drills. But I think it's like a mixture. I feel like these chances that we get, they're just halfway chances. They aren't great. They're not high-scoring chances, but they're still Mm -hmm. chances, I guess. So you're going to get that shot. I think it's a little deceiving to see 16 to 20 shots on target because a lot of them – I don't feel they have the possibility to be too venomous. I don't think we have shots on goal that are high percentage shots. When we've played better teams, our shots on target, and compared to what we play when we play against Cadiz, where we have twenty shots on target, I think the chances are a lot less uh, percentage wise than what we usually get, especially just in general in the total. So, yeah, I, I I I do think there's a little bit of unluckiness there not to put the ball in there. Obviously, we aren't even shooting that great either. Like, we aren't putting ball – we aren't making the keeper make a stop either. Other than the Braithwaite shot earlier, I didn't see many chances where the keeper had to actually go out of his way to stop a shot.
2: No, maybe the the one with Griezmann when he Griezmann. shot yeah. Yeah. yeah, Braithwaite yeah. and Griezmann, yeah. Yeah, so those two. I mean, Buffon in, in – I mean, in the Champions League game, Buffon had a couple of saves against Messi, and today Artur yeah. Fernandez was the – the hero against Cadiz, the goalie did a great job too. So it's just that we're just – I mean, is it the, the other team's goalies or we're we just missing some goals Sergio here? What do you feel?
1: Well, we don't have a transition game, right? We just have a slow walk-up game, you mm-hmm. know, uh, when you're playing with three tens and no wingers, right? So, you know, even if you play a 4 3 right? So the theory with the 4-3-3 is, okay, now we're putting three people in the midfield, right? And then three up top. So hopefully that third player in the midfield, you're going to draw out the defense, right? And then if you lose the ball then at least you have three in the midfield to help you recover and not be exposed like Busquets is because De Jong is out freaking in the box, right? I don't know if that would really help the team out because we just don't have the right players, you know? We don't have the wing play. Fatih is is injured. You know, in this game, what was interesting interesting was Trincao came in playing Mm – in the left wing as a natural winger not inverted on the right side. Right. He was trying to get him to play with and he was doing that a little bit but then he 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 falls into the same trap where he tries to dribble in the in, into the midfield. Well that's where everybody is. You know, Griezmann is floating around there. He's supposed to be the right winger, but he's floating there. Messi's floating there. And you're just like, why do we keep doing this? And I think that lends to some of Logan's frustration, right? Everything keeps going, funneling down the middle. It's easier to defend. Why do we keep doing it? You know, have you ever watched futsal? In futsal, everything's down the middle. But what happens is sometimes they pull the goalkeeper and they put everybody wide, as wide as they can, and one up top, and they start rotating the ball, rotating the ball. And in a moment of the defense's rotation, you take a shot. Because yeah. that momentary lapse is where you create space and you take a shot. Futsal deals with this all the time, you know. Uh, and then here, just Coleman hasn't put in the right tactics. What I did see in some corner kicks, you know, uh, I think we talked about this last time, Alejandro. We did, we they were good that place. Right, there were some set plays. It was something different to draw out the defense, and even on a free kick, you know, sometimes uh, Messi wouldn't just kick it. There was a center. It was, I think, it was a Griezmann header that went wide. Yeah, yeah. So they were attempting some new stuff. Well,
2: actually, it was a it was a header by Griezmann. It was a great save by Fernandez, and then Lenglet just shot it. Uh, over the bar. So that, that one was good. And and I saw that the same thing with the, the corner kicks, maybe a couple, two or three that they did something different. They have to, to keep doing this because they're getting a lot of corner kicks. And that's another way to create some chances. You were talking about the substitutions. And I want to go over this because he finally took Busquets out before uh, Coutinho or, or anybody else, right? He, he put Pedri in and we were talking about it, Sergio. Sergio Busquets does something that I feel like Pedri can do, that Coutinho can do, that Alinha can do, which is just distribute the ball and give the ball to other people. So uh, did you like this substitution, Logan, Uh, putting Pedri in for Busquets early in the game?
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, obviously when you're that age too, you don't have as much of an engine. So when we have such a close game like that, going in the last 30 minutes with Busquets trying to track up and back uh, uh, on the field is just super... Super big liability, but honestly, I think Pedri is so good. Each game, it just comes more clear and clear how incredible he is because he's one of the few people that can turn, beat someone on the dribble, find someone in transition, just a quick-witted, Tiki Talker yeah. type style that we see. So anytime we can get him minutes, I do think he should be continuously starting too. It was great to see – you know, I think Busquets in short limit, uh, limited time can be a great player for us because he is a good, you know, field admiral. He's really good at facilitating the ball. You'll never really see him lose a ball, but he is a liability tracking back on defense, especially when De Jong is even bigger liability like Sergio. <laughs> right. He can't get back. He can't get back. So it's like why do we play the four two three one 2 if, if our other center defensive mid is down in the final third of the game? That's yeah. my problem is we're playing like, this
2: thing that we're not following. Right. The young is like – Vidal last year, right? He goes all yeah. the way to the box, and but Vidal yeah. has an engine,
0: and he follows, and he'll find the ball, and he'll get the ball back. And but you don't ever see De Jong find, find a guy and tackle.
1: You know, Logan, that's a question we've been getting like a episodes in a row. What's wrong with De What's wrong with Dijon? Wrong yeah. with Dijon? Mm-hmm. So when B- Biscuits got got subbed <laughs> out for uh, for Pedri, yeah. um, excuse me, the the so now Dijon was the anchor, yeah. Right. So it was like, so that's what I've been saying is maybe Dijon needs to play the anchor. Yeah. So he played as the anchor. The play went through him. And I thought he played a lot better. Now, with, Now, Dijon was the guy that recovered the ball after Griezmann slid, recovered the ball and played it into Messi for the yeah. goal. He got, now, he
2: got the assist. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, you know, he was there in the spot. I yeah. thought he was a little too forward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Once again, but he just happened to be there. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what De Jong needs. He needs to be the anchor of the team mm-hmm. for him to play successfully, like he was at, at Ajax.
2: Yeah, he did have a couple of runs uh, today, just getting the ball. And I, I remember one in the first half when he just ran and ran, and he was almost by himself, and he didn't have anybody to play to. Actually, that that play ended up with uh, the ref. Uh, Being uh, hitting Messi and Messi then shot the ball somewhere else, and and I feel like uh, that was a funny moment. But yes, I I feel the same about the young. He's just he's going away, he's going up a lot, and when you just have Busquets in the back, we know what's gonna happen. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like Pedri, Pedri could play there too. It's just the thing is. We know Kuman is just gonna keep playing Busquets and the young there, and 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 I don't know. I, I want How do you feel about Real Sociedad for the next game? You think it's gonna be the same midfield, Busquets and the young there? For example, you know,
1: Alejandro. Before we we go on that, yeah, Pedri is really really good, really yeah. dynamic. He is the reason. Cules are not gonna like this. He is the reason. Pooch is not playing. Okay. I would rather play Pedri. Then I would play Pooch. I agree with you, but I feel but like they them could together, play together. Yeah.
0: Whoa! That's with De Jong, thats all I want. Give me one <laughs> game.
1: It's not. It's never gonna happen. But, but I no, dream. maybe, I maybe, maybe
2: in Copa del Rey, maybe in Copa del Rey. Logan, so,
1: so, Logan, you're talking about, in a four-three-three, putting putting Dijon as the anchor, and then having Pedri and Pui, Pooch at the sides.
0: Yeah, Man. it'd be different with our. It'd be hard with our wings. It'd be hard with our wings. Obviously, we have, you know. A problem with Dembele, Trinkau. I guess we play left wing. Griezmann. We'd have to balance that with Braithwaite. But that's that's my midfield. I'll pay to watch that. It's a, yeah. like we're in a transition year. Play our youth. Let these guys get some minutes. It, like we forgot that Pooch started ninety percent of the games last year and played was probably our best creative midfielder. Like we forget some of the things that Pooch did last year because he's getting so, so many limited minutes, and obviously, Coman's gonna play to his plan. He's gonna, he's gonna be that one that's like stubborn coach that's gonna live and die by this plan. And then when he gets fired, he's yeah. gonna blame the play style. He's gonna blame the players. It's just one
1: of those things. I agree with Logan. Yeah, it's almost like he's playing to the the transfer cost that the players cost. You know, Coutinho blows. Like, let's be honest, he's this game was so, so horrible. Was, so
2: was it that bad for it you? Was guys? bad. Yeah. It was Especially no, I
1: don't know. know.
0: Put him in the left wing too. Gave me PTSD from la- the last time he's on our team. He, <laughs> well, he's I like better in
2: the More effective there. Going to, or trying to go in the one on one on that side. That no. when he goes to the middle and tries to play with Messi and Griezmann and everybody's there and he just doesn't have any space there.
0: I, I feel like he's better in the middle. I don't know.
1: He's, ter- I mean, he's <laughs> terrible no matter what, but I thought he's better. In the <laughs> I, I was really hoping that he would bring Conrad in. It's like okay, yeah, we let's thought, let's, let's put him in the win. left wing. You know, we don't have any wingers, right? Yeah. So let's put him there, and then you could put Trincao on the right side. Which eventually he wound up floating to the right side. Yeah, he went that way at the yeah. end of the game. Um, and, and and let's see how it goes. You know, but like Logan said, yeah. if 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 I'm the coach and i'm i'm losing right i'm not, i'm not going to win the champions league i'm not going to win la liga maybe i win copa de rey either i'm going to stick to my philosophy and just go down with the ship as a captain or do i just let the youngsters play right, right? um and and i think i would let the youngsters play
0: here here's no, what I, he's doing though sorry to interrupt yeah, go ahead. what he's doing right now is he's coaching to keep his job, so he's going to go with experience, obviously, because you don't know what's going to happen when the next president comes in. So obviously, he's trying to scavenge. I know what's gonna happen Is going point. out. <laughs> he's trying to scavenge as many points as he can, trying to get to the to the highest spot he can in the lineup, and he thinks that playing these older players with experience is going to get him to that point, rather than just trying to develop our young guys, because he thinks there's too much of a risk in developing our young guys compared to how many wins we're going to get. When in reality, our young guys have probably been our best players most of the season. When you look at Dest, when you look at Pedri, those those two are put in work in minutes for our team. So he's like kind of sticking to it, but he's kind of not. And he's not – I don't know. I just feel like he's just giving people minutes that aren't even going to be in the team next year.
1: I, I agree with Logan. Yeah. Insanity is doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. He's doing Definitely. the same thing. So why not give this a chance to see yeah. if it works, yeah. right? If, if, you have, if, if you have Dijon, Pooch, and Pedri in the mid, what is that going to create for you, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, why not? You know. Yeah. So – we are not going to win the Champions We're not going to win La Liga. But no. we have to sell out to get a fourth place. Yeah. We have to sell out. We, if you look at our schedule, other than La Real, everybody else is below us. And we need to get fat on these guys. And we need yeah. to go for the fourth place. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And before we go into that game, because it's going to be interesting. And, and it's going to be a, a good possibility for Barca to actually get closer to the teams that are first. Um, I want to talk about the, the last minutes of the game. Barcelona scores that goal. Messi scores that goal. And then we go back. And after the, the Trincao move, we go back to a three-line defense. And I was like, we are struggling to just hold on to a 1-0 against Levante at Camp No, This is how this season is going. So how do you feel about this, Logan? I know I see, I'm seeing your face. So what do you have to say about this?
0: I mean, it's just so predictable to like just...
2: Imagine, like, this has
0: this is how bad of a year it's been. We're one up against the 18th place relegation zone, uh, Levante, and we're putting in Samuel and Titty in in the 70th minute. Like, are you? I was thought I was in like a different universe at some point. I was like, COVID has gotten a comin'. Like, I don't understand what's going on right (laughs) now. Like, putting Samuel and Titty in in a one zero game where we need three points.
2: Oh, gosh. I have and he sure. almost, I mean, and he almost yeah. committed a penalty kick there. Yeah, and he almost got a handball. kick. Holy smokes. And it, it was close. It was 50 at Sergio.
1: So that that's equivalent in American football as you're playing the prevent defense, right? Yeah. So he, in reality, it was a five-man back line, right? Because yeah, yeah. he still had Des and Alba in there. Yeah, so yeah. he was trying to preserve that lead at all costs. Yeah. And, and it was different. I don't think it worked. Like, you know, like I said, traditional. but we don't have the the player resources, right? It's almost like, how do I say this? Like, you know, we we have, we don't have, you have a a toolbox of players and we, and kind of like a woodworker, right? They need different tools. They need band, band saws and table saws. We have a chisel, you know, and we have a platinum chisel. We have a gold chisel. We have a diamond chisel and we keep bringing out these chisels to make furniture and we need other tools. But you know what? The tools aren't there because freaking Barto <laughs> cracked it all and didn't give us anything, you know? So now Coleman, Logan, I'm going to defend Coleman. I like Coleman. I'm going to defend Coleman I and say go. he does not have the right. <laughs> I got to go, guys. Hey, got to go. No, no matter what coach, there's not the right players are there to make it all work, you know? Yeah.
2: I, I'm, I'm 50-50. I, I, I don't I'm actually like Koeman, uh, I'm because I don't. I just don't like Coaches, that just stick to one plan. Okay, this is my system. You guys have to learn how to play. No, you you have to see which type of players you have and then you adapt. And then depending on which team you're facing, I I feel like that's the way to go with bars unless you're playing the 4-3-3, which we are not right now. So, but at the same time, I feel like, we don't have the, the actual players to do a lot of things either. It's not yeah. like we can get too crazy, even though we could play more people in the midfield and trying to clog that zone a little bit more. But like we said, we don't have a defensive midfielder in, in the bench. So it yeah. was like we, we didn't have a who to go to in that. In those last couple of minutes when we wanted to defend that, that win so bad. I feel like this was like a final, right? We had to win this game. If not, we were... Yes. Yeah, we were close to the relegation zone, so I guess that's the way Coman saw it. I mean, I have to win this game, whatever way I can. That's my only shot at La Liga, and, and now we kind of have a shot. I, like I said before, we are uh, eighth right now. We are. If we are looking into the fourth place, which is Villarreal at this point, we are only five points away from them. And we have two games less than them at this moment. So it's actually a close shot to get to them. And on Wednesday, we're facing Real Sociedad, which, I mean, they are the leaders right now. So that's a great game. And Intercam, no, it's a very important game. But
1: look, Alejandro, look at the schedule. Right. Mm-hmm. If you all the schedule all the way to the end of February, other than La Real, is very winnable. Valencia's yeah. below us, Ibar below us, Huesca below us. We have to win these games and they're very winnable. You know, we have to get fat on these guys.
2: Yeah, let's go really quick. It's Valencia uh, at home. Then we visit Valladolid, then Eibar at home. We visit uh, Huesca in January. We visit Bilbao. We visit Granada. We visit Elche. So, this, all these games are very winnable games, like you said. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the Supercopa. And until, I mean, the, the next hard game is going to be Sevilla at the end of February. And of course, the Champions League that it's going to be in, in that week. But other than that, it's Cadiz, Alavés, Betis, Bilbao. Elche, Granada, maybe Granada, which or and, and maybe Bilbao, which, which uh, I mean, it's always hard. But other than that, it's a very winnable game. So after this game against Real Sociedad, we, we'll see if uh, Barca can actually fight for the, I would say fight for the title because I know it's nine points. Okay. I know it's nine points, but we saw Atletico in the weekend. We saw Atletico in, in, in the Champions League as well. They're already coming down a little bit. It's not the same rhythm. It's not the same team. So I feel like it's, it's going to get closer and closer. And I don't know about Barcelona, but I know Real Madrid, I know Villarreal, I know Real Sociedad are going to be in the mix there. So it's, it, it can get uh, interesting coming forward.
1: It, you know, it's, I'm, I'm excited to see La Real game because I know they're not going to bunker. You know, and they're going to come out and play kind of, you know, Levante did that a little bit. They came out and they wanted to play. They didn't, you know, they don't have the players to play with us, but they did. They didn't bunker till toward the end. Uh, And La is going to play us. So I think that's going to be a good game.
2: They are going to play us. I mean, I was watching their game against Napoli in the week and they tied, but they should have won that game. They, 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 I mean, I like the way they play. They, they tied against Eibar. And and now they're just tying with Atletico in the top of La Liga. But it it should be a very interesting game. And it's going to be a a good test for Barcelona before. Let me me ask Logan this.
1: Logan, if not Coleman, who?
0: I mean, okay, Chavi, obviously. First choice, Chavi. Uh, <laughs> think about it. Everyone says, oh, he's not experienced enough. He's working in the outside leagues. But think about – look at Pirlo. Look what he's done in such a short amount of time with basically zero experience. Look at Lampard. These guys are at the top of their leagues with zero experience before this. Generally – and, you know, Chavi's like a brain of the game. He's a midfielder. He understands the club. Obviously, Coleman does too. But I think Chavi's just more – I think the new the new trend is the younger coaches obviously like Nagelsmann guys that are young understand the new players aren't as hard-headed in their in their own ways and think this should this should be this way and this way I think Xavi's more able to adapt I think that's more the game plan now for these teams is being able to change their play style when needed and not live or die by something obviously it works for some people it doesn't work for them not but I mean one, if I, w- if I were, weren't to say Chavi, poach yeah, right. he he would he would never coach for us because I know he said that when the whoever he coached for in La Liga first.
2: I don't know who I don't know, but when Barcelona comes a knocking, I feel like if they get rid of Kuman this year, they might go to just a guy from the from the team from for the me, club. Yeah, to finish the, team the team season team and for. then maybe whoever comes after whoever wins the yeah. the. The election can yeah. bring whatever coach they want. Yeah. So uh, before we finish here, we are recording this before the, the Champions League draw. So I have to ask you guys, who, who do you guys want to face? Liverpool, Bayern Munich, uh, Chelsea, uh, Dortmund, uh, Manchester City. Uh, Alejandro, uh,
1: yeah. I got breaking news for you. Neymar just busted his ankle. Ooh, again. Oh, uh, PSG yeah. is another option, PSG. So does B, does PSG look a lot less formidable now? And we would want a piece of that, right? Well,
2: yeah. For, I mean, the games are in February, so we don't know how, how much time Neymar is going to be out. But yes, for sure. Without Neymar, PSG doesn't look that hard. What do you feel, uh, Logan? I mean, uh, I want to see, I want to see City or Bayern Munich or Liverpool and just end it, and that's yep, it.
0: I well say, Just make it clean and pain, plan, uh, painless. Just give me Bayern, cut it at the throat, let us walk, get back in the league, and focus on the Liga. Just let me end this pain already, guys. If we lose now, we can just avoid the you know the the quarterfinal smashing that we're gonna get on live television in front of the whole world. We can lose now and forget about it and move on. Or we get smashed by someone else in the next round.
2: It's- yeah, I feel like if it's Dortmund, if it's uh, maybe Chelsea, and if it's uh, PSG without Neymar, it could be a, an even uh, yeah, match yeah. Up in yeah. one hundred and eighty minutes. That's that's the way I feel. How do you feel, D- Sadio?
1: Dortmund just fired uh, their coach. Yes, yes. Favre. So, so, if did Dortmund advance? Yes, yes. There, there are possible God. option. Yes, I'll take a piece of that. I don't, you know, I'll be honest with you. None of those teams scare me if we were playing well. You know, because they're they're. But, I look at I look at those defenses. You know, I look at all the defensive lines for them, and I'm just like, they're you know, they're not all that. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I would I would take a piece of any of them, but if I had to pick one, I I would pick Dortmund. You know, even though they're fast, I think we we would outpossess them. And then at the same token, a little selfish, I would I I want to see Gio Reyna play and uh, yeah. Sancho and see, and see those guys play. Yeah,
2: and we have to remember we faced Dortmund last year in the Champions League in the in the group stage, so yeah. we kind of have a. Uh, a little experience facing them already in the Champions League. So we'll see what happens. Of course, we, we are going to have some special content about that, spe- that uh, Champions League draw that's uh, taking place on Monday early in the morning. We're, of course, recording this before that happens. So I wanted to just give it a little bit of a taste of the Champions League. We're, I mean, we'll, we'll have months to talk about that specific matchup coming up here in Barca Talk. So thank you very much, guys. It was a a long episode, but we had a lot of stuff to talk about. And it's nice to have you guys both again together. We're all together here. The Barca Talk US edition, right? Barca Talk is a production of Sounded Media with social media and promotion by 2.0 and part of the Granagram podcast network. Until next time, visca Barca.